Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. It's Thanksgiving week. Hey, look, a lot to be thankful for. I mean, look, let's not kid around and try to have a little fun sometimes with the show. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as it relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. But, I mean, I say that in all sincerity. I mean, you think about what we've gone through this year individually, as a state, as a society, as a country. Uh, there are plenty of things to look back and be thankful for. And that doesn't mean there haven't been tragedies. That hasn't mean there hasn't been suffering. There haven't been challenges. There haven't been loss, right? Uh, we totally understand that and do not want to make light of that. But I think there are a lot of things we can all think about getting to this day, getting to this week, and reflect and be thankful for. And, and much of that, too, is the freedoms that we sort of still have. I mean, and, and you know, there's a lot made of that this week when people are wanting to get together. And you think about uh, the, the national holiday, if you will, of Thanksgiving uh, and how important it is to us as a people and as a country. But I'm glad that I'm not here by myself, okay? I'm here with our uh, policy director, Jonathan Covey, who's on the other screen. We're actually in the same uh, room, and he's been so gracious to allow the light to reflect better on me. We'll work on some of our lighting here maybe over the break and figure it out. Uh, But he looks great, okay? I'm the one that needs a little bit more help. Uh, But, you know, look, he's been with us now through this pandemic. I mean, think about it, Mr. Covey, as I like to call him. As we say in the office, you joined, speaking of things to be thankful for, you joined our team, what, at the end of March, like yeah. the April, the beginning of all this pandemic stuff going on. Um, so you right. kind of been with us through all of this in, in a very interesting time period. That's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Joined coming into March just as all this was getting started. And, you know, Thanksgiving is is really a uh, holiday that I can get behind because it does, it does uh, celebrate what we're thankful for, thankful for the founding of the country, thankful for the things that Texas values holds dear, faith, family, and freedom. Yeah, well, look, and we were sitting around the table in our conference room earlier. I was kind of joking. My wife is from the Middle East. She was born and raised in Jordan, but, you know, now lives here, obviously, with me and is an American citizen. But most of our family is still there, and they celebrate sometimes like a lot of the American holidays. I mean, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, It's but you'll see in other parts of the world, and a lot of times people just, you know, connecting with uh, members of their family and where they live, but also it's kind of, you know, reach to other parts of the world, but whatever you call it, right? I mean, and that's what we call it, but the time to really reflect on God's blessings, on for us to sort of, you know, be humbled, if you will, or at least to take time to acknowledge uh, the things that we are grateful, to try to set aside if you will, things that we feel like we're entitled to. And that doesn't mean that there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, hey, I've worked for this, I've earned this, the government shouldn't take that away from me. That is not a sense of entitlement. Those, when you look at the rights that we have in our constitution, those are God-given rights. Um, and, And so what I'm talking about is more of a sense that we have every day. We don't. We don't know how every day is going to go. We don't know if we're going to have from one day to the next, if we're going to still be here. That's up for God to decide. But that doesn't mean that we sit back and just say, well, we're going to let the government take away our rights and tell them and tell us that um, that we, w- we shouldn't spend this time getting together. Now, look, I totally respect if people want to do that uh, in different ways and if they don't want to get together in big groups. But you got to keep in mind, 
when you give the government the power to decide how you want to live your individual life as it relates to fundamental constitutional freedoms like religious liberty, um, the government's likely to not give them back. So you got to be careful. And so we want to touch a little bit about on that today. I mean, I wanted to you know start with a little bit of flavor, if you will, of Thanksgiving. Can you smell Thanksgiving yet? Is there you know something in the air yet? I tell you what, we had Thanksgiving in our office, and uh, I want my family to know I didn't eat any turkey, so I didn't spoil that yet. Actually, I had chicken fried steak, uh, and you can kind of have that any time of the year in Texas. But, um, I, you know, it's a lot of curiosity. How's Thanksgiving going to be and how are we going to do it? We got together as a team. But for many of us, uh, you know, it's a little bit of time to catch our breath, right? Um, a busy week. Last week was busy. Elections were busy. This whole year has been just go, 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 and really trying to respond. But we had a big victory, Mr. Covey, last week at the State Board of Education, something we've been working on for about a year. Talk to us a little bit about that. We did, yeah. You, many of you know that we've been um, working at the State Board of Education for the the annual, well, I say annual, this is actually a review that takes place every 10 to 15 years for the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills Updates. And it's the standards that, that are set by the State Board of Education to uh, write the curriculum for Texas public school students. And this year was a year for review, and we... As many of you know, our team has been heavily invested and heavily involved in testifying um, before the State Board of Education, talking to board members, making sure that LGBTQ activists don't get comprehensive sex education into the classroom. And uh, we've worked on this for um, many months now, I'd say over a year. And finally, this, this past week culminated in a final hearing and a final vote by the State Board of Education. And the result was great. We had a fantastic outcome. All of the uh, all of the LGBTQ, all of the sexual orientation terminology, gender identity uh, language was kept out of the, this curriculum. Was kept out of these standards, I should say. And uh, we're very grateful that that happened, and that the elected members of the state board of education listened to parents and listened to Texans. Well, I'm trying to work on my screen share, uh, you know, um, ability here. I think it is up on the screen and people can see this uh, blog post here um, where you can at txvalues.org. You can check that out if you want to see the details. And, and I'm still OK. I'm going to get into the screen here and make sure I'm watching the right <laughs> things here. Um, can you see it on your screen, Mr. Covey? I can. All right. Know. And now I've highlighted the whole page. OK, it's so txvalues.org, the title. SBOE, that State Board of Education, stands strong promoting abstinence over LGBT politics in final vote. And look, there was um, a substantial amount of work that we did. And, and not only that, but there was also, you know, look, we had 17,000 people that participated in this effort. Um, we've been, as you mentioned, we've been working on this for over, you know, close to a year, if not longer. And so, um, Try to get back to my screen here where I can see all of this. And 
Um, well, y'all were working on it for a, a lot longer than even even before I came on. So I know I know you put a lot into uh, into this. And when I came on, of course, we we, we kept on working on it. So, uh, but but the uh, the sexual orientation, the gender identity terms, also uh, some uh, some language regarding abortion. All of that was all of that was kept out of the uh, the teaks. And uh, we have uh, a lot of um, board members that we're very grateful to for making sure that they stand up. Uh, or, ma- or ma- making sure that they did stand up uh, for this um, protecting protecting school children, protecting um, the uh, the standards as they were supposed to be written in the Texas Education Code, um, and and we're also seeing some members that are retiring soon. Um, Ken Mercer, um, Barbara Cargill, uh, Donna Horch, very um, very grateful for all their service, but uh, also sad to see them go. So, uh, well, as a matter of fact, we're going to have an event in Houston, December 16th, where we're going to be highlighting some of the legacy of State Board of Education member uh, Barbara Cargill, also Donna Bohorich. And I want to go back to my screen share here again, though, um, for this SBOE blog post, txvalues.org. Check it out. Uh, There's some great detail in here. The testimony that our team was a part of, you know, look, there were about 250 people that signed up to testify in the last hearing in a lot of great detail, and part of the reason I want people to know about this is because the media has been writing about this, and it's just flat out false and inaccurate. I mean, no surprise, but they try to convince you that some things happened that didn't because the left lost big on this issue, and they put a lot of time trying to change how things are taught in public schools on health and sex education, and they lost all of it. All of their efforts went down, and um, and what got focused on instead were some of the policies and issues that we work on. So we were, we were successful at holding back the attacks from the left and also making sure that we move forward with a policy that's consistent of what parents and uh, the values that reflect Texans are in there. And so, but you, you're not going to read that in the New York Times piece, even though there's a great code in there from Mary Elizabeth Castle, one of the members of our team. Uh, you're not gonna, the rest of it, you know, is really not worth reading. And so if you want to know what really happened, you need to check out this blog post here on our website. But I mentioned about Barbara Cargill, one of the State Board of Education members we're gonna be honoring on December 16th in Houston. Love for you to come by, give you a chance to invest in our work. Uh, But she's been there for, gosh, 14, 16 years, quite a legacy that she has left. And I'm gonna tell you, all the things, all the hard votes, all the controversy, all the tension, all the attacks, you're 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 not going to find anyone better than Barbara Cargill at handling it with grace, but also expertise. I mean, it's hard to believe she spent I think I don't know two decades or how long she spent in education before, and, and much of that was the classroom before she ever made it onto the state board of education for another fourteen to fifteen years. But it's people like that that we developed relationships with and we count on, and they've done some really good work. Uh, she has particularly in in, in Donna Bohorich also. Ken Mercer's leaving that board, but you know. So, um, Mr. Covey, we saw some things that were concerning, though, and I got to bring that to, to the our listeners and our viewers' attention is some votes by a Republican, Matt Robinson, that were very concerning. And some of these votes were like 9, 6, 8, 7, and, and some of that was because a lot of times Robinson voted with the Democrats. Uh, I think he might have even supported some LGBT, sexual orientation, gender identity language. He's like in the southeast part of Houston. Um, and I don't remember, you know, all the how far his district and, and large it is because 
because the State Board of Education's districts are pretty big. But uh, Republicans in that area need to know, my view is, our view is, he's not following the platform of the Republican Party of Texas with some of the votes that he took. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We saw some very concerning votes that he took over a period of months and uh, really, um, you know, very contrary to the position of not only the Republican Party and the platform, but also just uh, faith, family, and freedom. And so uh, we, we, um, we, we would oppose that as well. So. Well, we're going to have to keep our eye on that. And look, as we move forward, we're getting closer to the legislative session. We're kind of moving out of this election season. I know a lot's still being made about the presidential election um, and, and that not being ultimately decided at this point. That's still up in the air. But the state legislative session is not. It's going to happen. Uh, who the speaker is going to be, that has not been decided. Now, yeah. the majority of Republican members have indicated, if not an overwhelming majority, that they support Dade Phelan, but they haven't had their official caucus vote yet and they haven't voted on the floor. But let's just, if we roll in that direction and say, okay, Dade Phelan's going to be the speaker, you know, that's an issue that's coming up soon. If you care about this and you want your Texas House member, they're the ones that vote on this, to know how you feel about it, talk to them. Let them know that it doesn't matter who the speaker is, that they should be willing to commit to the eight legislative priorities that were voted on by thousands of Republican Party activists at the Republican Party of Texas convention earlier this year. Uh, three or four of those are ones we're working on. Religious liberty, uh, pro-life issues like the heartbeat bill, uh, making it clear in law that you can't have kids being forced to go through some uh, gender transitions and surgeries and reassignment surgeries. You and I have been working actively with our team. We're getting ready for the session. It's not that far away, but I'm excited about it. Absolutely. So excited that it's that it's here. It's coming up on us um, pretty soon. And as you know, pre-filing has already started. So we're already seeing legislation that's that's being filed by members in both the House side and the Senate side. Uh, but we're very excited. We're, we, we have some uh, some drafts and some legislation that we're bringing forward to, to protect religious liberty. Uh, we think that's going to be uh, essential in, in the upcoming months and the upcoming years, as well as the heartbeat bill, like you talked about, making sure that life is protected from the moment of heartbeat, um, you know, also gender transition, minor transition bans, protecting susceptible children, fair play, making sure that biological males don't compete in biological mm-hmm. female sports, all these things that we're going to be working on and much, much more coming up in the legislative session. And we're excited about it. And we're hoping that um, God's going to bless it. Well, no doubt. And I mean, look, it's we're less than two months away. And you mentioned religious liberty. And we think about it. I mean, look, I mean, I get you could talk about Thanksgiving and the pilgrims and all that from a religious perspective. There's no doubt. Um, But it's not, you know, it's not similar. It's not the same as the connection maybe we have with Christmas and Easter as Christians. But there is a religious uh, connection and you know, a presence, if you will, for Thanksgiving. And so that's, you know, look, when I meet with my family, we pray together. That's a big part of it. It's about giving thanks to God, right? I mean, there's that historical connection. And so I think when we start to get close to dates like Thanksgiving, we get close to Christmas, the Advent season starting, all these things, people start to go to church a lot more or they expect it or they're used to whatever the case, there's going to be more and more concern raised about what the government thinks they can and cannot do when it comes to churches being opened. And I totally value the fact that a lot of churches have embraced technology, but 
so much of that experience is being there in person. You, you just, Absolutely. I mean, you can't replace it completely. You can get by for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I just firmly believe we need to be back in church. And I think a lot of church leaders feel the same way. That's why we're going to be working on legislation that makes it clear in law. But before we get to that point, right? If you have questions about these issues and concerns, we're going to be ready to deal with them. If we see this kind of second flare up or whatever people are describing and the government push back, I'm hearing time and again, Mr. Covey, pastors are saying never again. I'm not closing my church. They're ready to say no and to keep them open and defy, if you will, the government. I think that's important. Absolutely. I mean, it's so important. And we put together some valuable, um, some valuable information on uh, exactly what types of uh, legal case precedent has, has uh, been set. Uh, and, and, e- and even uh, religious freedom principles going back um, 50 years. Um, what's what protects your rights, what protects your First Amendment rights, your your freedom to assemble your freedom to worship. Um, so we're, we'll, we'll be here, we'll be ready um, to deal with some of that as well as work with legislators on those issues you know look Christmas and um, and Thanksgiving are times when when family comes together you have cherished loved ones come together and they they uh, get to spend time together and it really just reminds us of everything that we're fighting for right it reminds us of why we're here and why we're doing what we're doing and and in a very real and very genuine way that's what we're doing here at Texas Values is trying to preserve uh, the moments and the time and the freedoms that uh, that are just in this holiday season are, are, are exemplified. Look, see, now I'm going to get emotional. Can you see me on video? Okay, I'm in trouble. All right. I, I remember being an undergrad student in, in the University of Texas of Austin here in uh, the Austin area, and I'd sometimes work till, I don't know, I'd work a shift. I worked at a restaurant. I'd work. I'd get off at, you know, um, midnight one o'clock and i would drive from the restaurant straight to houston because i didn't want to miss thanksgiving right it's not i mean and look and i'm not trying to be down on people that can't participate this year they want to stay home i I, you know we'll get through this but let's not try to downplay the significance of these moments that we share together and sometimes those are the very few right you can get all the kids together you can get all the family together one time a year it matters right that continuity and so this is what we're fighting for right and i mean speaking of christmas Every year, we remind people of the Merry Christmas Texas Project. This is based on a state law. That's why it's good to have people with law backgrounds like myself and Mr. Covey and other members of our team. We know the law. All right. um, A law we passed in 2013, making it clear that there are protections, there are freedoms in place for public school students. And I know it's a little different this year, and maybe there aren't as many people back in school, but it's the same issues that come up. People trying to tell you what you can and cannot say in relation to Christmas. We've covered all this, okay? It's in state law. MerryChristmasTexas.com is the website. We will be right there with you if you feel that someone is trying to challenge or take away your right to talk about and celebrate Christmas in public schools. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Hopefully there won't be any cases, but inevitably there usually are. And you can go to our website to see some of the things we've done in the past on this. But we're trying to get in front of that on that. I know it's not even Thanksgiving yet, or or once you hear this, it may be. But um, so no disrespect to Thanksgiving, but that's right around the corner and the schools are already preparing for that. So just know we've got a resource for you on that. And that reminds me too, look, 
we want to say how thankful we are for you. For the people that listen to this broadcast, to this podcast, to this recording, however it reaches you, because we've got a variety of ways that we package this, you know, we're really thankful for you seeing value in what we do. We've been a part of this show. It's now four and a half years. I think next March will be at five years. I've lost count on how many episodes that means. Uh, somebody could try to do the math for me. We're probably close to 300, but that's every week, right? And, and but we're, I mean, we're doing it as another way to try to reach people, whether you watch it on Facebook or social media, or you get it through iTunes or a podcast or YouTube, wherever it reaches you on traditional radio, uh, we're trying to get information out to people. That's a huge part of what we do in educating people. And we think there's value in that. You can donate, you can make a donation, txvalues.org. As a matter of fact, next week, next Tuesday, December 5th is Giving Tuesday. That's when nonprofits all across the, the country and maybe other parts of the world try to come together and for people to see the value in giving to nonprofit groups like ourselves. But, um, and, and look, we're going to take a little time with family, but we're going to hit the ground running next week as we get ready for the session. We try to prepare and gear up from these battles on religious freedom. What is Christmas going to look like? I mean, think about this. I'm not trying to pick on anyone, okay? But sometimes like Christmas, that's when like everybody turns out, right? That's when the churches are packed. And you know what? That might be one of the few times a year that someone actually goes to church and you know, you and I both know that one time can make a difference. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Even if someone goes to church one time, I mean, and that's what we're fighting for is the right to, you know, be able to go anytime, right? Being able to to participate and, and freely worship and be there. Um, and yeah, and, and just while you were talking, I was thinking about, yeah, Thanksgiving traditions and and uh, being able to spend the one of my Thanksgiving traditions is is uh, telling jokes about Thanksgiving, and then and then uh, you know, and then my my family told me I eventually had to stop, and I said I can't quit cold turkey. So. Oh no, <laughs> you're killing me! I love it. Well, look, those those are those um, things are you know they're valuable, and um, and we really thrive on those, and it, and and it means a lot. That's what we're fighting for. But this is you individually, people individually. You've got to make sure people know that you're going to stand up for what's right. And it doesn't have to be hostile, just firm, right? Hey, this is what I believe. My family and I are going to meet. We're going to go to church. Uh, we're not trying to step on anyone else's rights. you know. And I don't mind that people do it in a way that they feel is safe. You want to wear a mask. You want to social distance. You know, whatever the case may be, we're all involved in taking precautions. You know, lather up with some sanitizer. But, you know, that's we want to make sure people know that we're going to be there every step of the way fighting. But that's just one way that we show we're thankful that people support us because not everybody's called to do the work in the space that we are. We feel like we are. And I got a really big announcement, but I'm going to wait until next week. We got a new member of our team. Ooh, it's going to be fun next year. So many great opportunities and before the year's over. But I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, we may even try to get this individual on the show now that I'm thinking. We'll see how that turns out. But I'm really thankful uh, because, look, we're now into the eighth year, almost the eighth year that Texas Values It has existed. Guess who usually comes last on the food chain, all right? When things are tight, when there's a pandemic, is people making donations. And so I know some people are digging deep. Maybe they couldn't do as much as they could before, or maybe they ended up having a good year. I mean, we've had some of that and people, you know, uh, for years weren't able to support us and now they're up and they want to support us. That may be you, txvalues.org, to make a donation. But, you know, I do like... <laughs> these time of year, these times of year, if you will, 
Mr. Covey, because I'll admit this, all right, I, I'm just go, go, go. And it forces me, right, to say, slow down, all right, even the way I talk, slow down, take it all in, take a look around, make sure the people in the family and those that you care about and love know that you're grateful for them. I'm grateful for you. And you're right. You know, we talked about when you came on, right? I mean, if you can make it through this six or seven months with us, I think you're going to be, I think it's going to turn out pretty well for you long term. <laughs> no, we're, I'm excited to be here and uh, grateful for my Texas fa- Values family as well. And just, but you're right. You just, it's a time to be able to, to sit down and make sure that your loved ones around you are doing okay. Check in, take stock, take inventory of other, uh, of other around you and make sure that they know that you care about them. And um, we're going to have a great Thanksgiving season. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I won't make anyone like earlier eat my key lime pie if they don't want to, but I, I a, lot good time, key hey, lime pie. <laughs> a lot of times I eat it because I like it. Okay. There's the secret. All right. There's the truth. I will let the cat out of the bag, but uh, you know, a little football being watched. We'll see how some of the teams do and, um, and just enjoy some of that. But um You know, we'll see how, and look, there's a special election for people in the Austin area. It's coming up quick, December 15th. A couple of those Austin City Council seats, excuse me, are up for re-election. That's not too far away. And I think there's a clear difference in some of the candidates. We'll try to talk, cover a little bit of that next week. But those State Board of Education's issues were so critical last week. Again, thank you. For the thousands of people that called, that emailed, that text, um, you know, that testified, so many people participated. So many other groups were a part of this effort, and it was a victorious effort, and in uh, a great way for us to kind of get towards the end of the year. But we never know what's going to come up. I remember two years ago, on this Monday of Thanksgiving week, I was headed down to Laredo to stop a city ordinance that would have significantly impacted religious freedom. And I drove down there and prayed, Lord, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't even know that we have a good chance to win, but I think you're calling me to go. And I went, and we had a huge victory. And as a result of that, we got a new member of our team a year later, Pastor Jorge Tovar. So you never know what those opportunities will be. Uh, But I'm certainly looking forward to getting ready— excuse me, getting together with family this Thanksgiving and certainly offering up some prayers for all that we're thankful for. We'll be doing that for you as well. If you'll do that for us and find out more about our work at TX Values. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.